0: The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist's Studio. The interview you are about to hear was originally recorded on December 12th, 2019. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. I sat down to talk with Clayton Linthicum of Casey and Clayton on their stop in Edmonton during a particularly heavy snowfall this December. Casey was recovering from a neck injury sustained in Calgary the evening before, so myself and Clayton sat down in a cramped office at the Starlight Room to talk about the great province of Saskatchewan, accordion jams, and curling. At the end of the episode, we're going to hear In a Time of Doubt, which is Clayton's personal favorite track off of their latest record, Carrying On. Here's Clayton.
1: Well, I'm Clayton Linthicum from the band Casey and Clayton, and uh, we're here in a little uh, an office with a bunch of the books for the Starlight Room, the, all the accounting from <laughs> uh, 2012 forward. Perfect. <laughs> to give the listeners an idea.
0: Yeah, really paint a picture. Uh I've been looking forward to talking to you for a long time. I think, uh, I was thinking about this today. Uh, I feel like we have kind of similar musical backgrounds. I grew up in North Battleford, which is, uh, I mean, a larger place than you guys are from. Uh, But most of me playing music was kind of like learning with my family, going to like community hall kind of things, with grandparents and extended family and family reunions were like, big polish family so it's like a lot of accordion and folk stuff and uh that is more or less like where you guys are coming from right yeah totally and
1: especially the the accordion thing like uh you nailed it there (laughs) (laughs) where our our common casey and i are her last name's anderson and we're related yeah the anderson family norwegians and uh her grandpa was a real accordion master, and all-around kind of general musician. So I know about the family accordion jams well. <laughs>
0: uh, so you guys are from Glenworth, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm from Glenworth, and Casey's okay. from the next town over, which is Fir Mountain. Okay. What? What? Like, what size are we talking when? population yeah uh, glentworth has about 45 50 people in it and Okay. fur mountain is now has no residence it has a post office it used to gotcha have, there was two people that lived there and they moved to the farm so okay. now it's just the fur mountain community hall and the post office gotcha uh, it used to be bigger than glentworth
0: but it's southern saskatchewan what is it closest to i guess
1: um, Gravelberg is a place okay. that a lot of people know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, Moose Jaw is the closest city, a couple hours away. It's a, it's just a rural farming, ranching
0: community. Uh, is there a fairly, like there's a fairly big music kind of presence then in that community, I would imagine. Hey.
1: Uh, oof, I, I don't know. It's. Uh, we found the, the music community in Saskatoon first. That's where we... Oh, okay. Like when we started our band, we played uh, the Ness Creek Music Festival when I was 16. Oh, okay. And that's that's kind of when we started to actually f- meet uh, people that like the same things as us.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Nest Creek's great for that. It's uh, been many, many times. Yeah, it's it's a favorite,
1: a favorite. You know, I I like to get up there every summer, whether or not we're playing. It's kind of like a great
0: reunion. Yeah. Well, and it's nice to kind of just spend a few days like in the woods. and There's no phone service, and there's kind of just nothing to do other than talk to people and watch some music. And yeah, yeah. Uh, is that kind of so? That's kind of when you would say it started being like a band per se. Yeah, that was the summer of. 2010. Okay. And that's
1: that's kind of when... That's when we started... After that, we started getting the odd gig. And uh, Nest Creek helped us out a lot early on. They like booked a, a little tour around northern Saskatchewan and okay. put us with another band from Saskatoon, The Heartstrings, okay. who are no longer a band. But that was kind of how we started to meet a lot of the
0: people that are our friends now and gotcha mm-hmm. okay you guys been playing i guess though for a long time before that too right just in like a family kind of context yeah in a more yeah just like i played in a in a band that
1: played like rodeo dances and oh, okay just like a cover band you know yeah yeah and uh, casey's always kind of sang and played so
0: i guess we should mention too casey's not here because of uh Uh, she's
1: she got a bad neck injury in uh calgary last night uh just kind of a random she was stretching her neck and now she can hardly
0: move so yeah sometimes bodies just do things yes yeah (laughs) do you think um i mean saskatchewan's fairly small place um do you think having that kind of like Uh, support from those small, like, little festivals and stuff, uh, how do you think that translates into support, like, outside of Saskatchewan or outside of that community?
1: When we got, you know, when Ness Creek booked us and Regina Folk Festival and just those festivals, it kind of, they're really good about supporting local bands and it's a kind of a educational thing for, or it was for us about this is how music festivals work and right. this is the process it just kind of shows you the process of it and I guess that makes it you know, kind of shows you how to manage yourself and, and do a lot of things yourself when you're
0: starting out. Yeah, for sure I think it's kind of interesting too, just uh, the prairies seem to have kind of adopted like folk and country as the like music of the prairies, even though that stuff isn't from here yeah um what's the appeal of playing that stuff do you think being like from here i
1: think casey and i were trying to figure this out the other day and you're right like you know a lot of that music is not sort of the traditional music of the of the plains but i think that in the case of say country music it's the kind of music that um people in the areas we grew up in and just generally like the prairie population has some sort of like childhood connection to hearing that kind of music Yeah, and it definitely stirs up a, a lot of emotions for people and it resonates
0: with people because of that growing up around yeah. that kind of music I think do you think that there's something like innately rural about it, or is it like,
1: uh, I don't know. i I think it's hmm Casey was saying the other day about uh, country music being kind of one of the only forms of music where sort of like your classic conservative rural male is is being emotional and uh, right. and expressing that. Like, it's it's kind of an expressive thing for a culture that is kind of usually not too expressive. Yeah,
0: it's pretty buttoned down, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I think that...
1: Um, I think that it just connects with people in that way. D- do you think you guys
0: find some appeal to it because of that?
1: I think for me yeah i i really don't know because i my whole life i've been just really obsessed with the tone of those of that music and right. the the vocal style and the and the like economic songwriting and all that i just kind of love everything about it so i'm not yeah, really yeah. sure where that comes from
0: (laughs) well yeah i think i guess when like when you grow up around a certain type of music it's like hard to answer why you like it or why it's good other than it's like familiar and it's Mm -hmm. something you've like always liked yeah so you guys then just put out a new record in october yeah yeah uh it's the second one with jeff tweedy right yes yes. yes How does it feel, I guess, coming back to work with the same person like that a second time? Like, are there lots of differences, do you think, in kind of how that whole process went? Um, Yes, but
1: only good things. Um, Because the first record we made, it was pretty new for us, seeing how the the work environment at the loft and how Jeff and Tom, the engineer, sort of operate. Right. Which is very like quick, and they don't they don't ever really overanalyze anything. They just like to move along, and uh, that took some getting used to the first time we recorded with them because I think it's a natural thing for like a younger band to want to be able to control
2: right.
1: everything and <clears throat> make sure it's you know you just become obsessed with like meaningless things. When you're less experienced. Yeah, the kind and of. And those guys have made a lot of records and they don't care about things that don't really matter in the larger picture. So the second record we made there was. We had kind of figured out right. that that's how they work. And we came prepared for that.
0: That makes sense. Were, were the two records then before um, kind of Tweety's involvement, were those uh, like. Uh, not like home recorded, but like um, less, uh, I, I guess professional workflow. I don't want to like.
1: Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it was pretty similar. Yeah. Like Strange country we recorded with. Uh, uh, Luke Getz Do you know? I, I don't. He played drums. Uh, okay. He's in. He's in Ride Till Dawn, and he was in the Deep Dark Woods. He's, oh, okay. Uh, he's all around the Saskatoon community. Yeah and a chris perfect a guy from regina played upright bass okay so we had we had a band and and tried to play everything live and so it was a similar approach but just in saskatoon and with people that we for sure knew so
0: because i feel like to the kind of the latest record here uh seems a bit more even full bandy than in the past uh is there a conscious push, do you think to go with more of that kind of stuff, or I think it is just what's interesting to us at at
1: the moment for sure is uh we've we've been playing like a in a full band setup for four years now, so it's it's less of a new thing for us and kind of just like the main right. playing as a duo is more of a like not really what we
0: do yeah. as much anymore so yeah it's a better reflection of kind of like what the band is at mm-hmm. this point what you guys sound like yeah were there big differences then do you think um doing uh again the first record with Tweety that's a bit more um i guess acoustic or less full band type stuff um was there a, a big difference in approach moving into the newer one
1: not not really honestly it was Uh, Jeff had like very little time he (laughs) he actually made time for us to record with him in like the week that he was he had just put out he was doing like a book tour and he was putting out his first solo record (laughs) like basically we recorded in between those things yeah so he was really busy and and we were also pretty busy so it was just like let's just go and quickly document what we've been this batch of songs that we've played right on the previous tour you know uh
0: do you feel like there are benefits to working really quick like that
1: oh yeah yeah like if we pr- we worked those songs up last the summer before we practiced a few times and then we did a whole tour like around a year ago where we only played those songs and like a couple of our older songs for 10 shows right and then we recorded it a day after the tour so it was just like we made use of the tour as a rehearsal and i loved it it was like it was just exciting because there was no time to really get too analytical
0: do you guys mostly write then at home and then kind of Rehearse and then go on tour, or are you guys writing on the yeah, road too? Yeah,
1: that's that's generally the way that it goes for us. We do this full time, so when we are at home, we have the time to to work on songs, and yeah, that's that's kind of our approach, I would say.
0: A lot of the stuff on the new record is um, about Saskatchewan. It seems um, about the prairies in that way. Are you consciously trying to, like, evoke the prairies in that way? Or are you just kind of writing and that's the stuff that comes out?
1: Well, I think we're just trying to be... Uh, yeah, trying to sort of represent that part of, uh, of us that is, you know... We're both really fascinated by the province we grew up in and the, just the imagery that yeah. exists on the prairies. So I think we both are, are trying to be more, to write more about uh, our home because it, it's interesting to people from Saskatchewan and, you know, from anywhere else because it's, it's just us singing about things that we have experienced right. as opposed to trying to, <clears throat> you know, sing about american places are yeah you know that that's kind of our our calling for that i think
0: are there are there points do you think because i know like i'm from saskatchewan too um there are definitely flaws about the place and uh sometimes i guess i feel like it's a difficult place to have come from and other times i really see like some real like value in it um I guess is is that a a thing that you have felt like as well is that a a a thing even that you've talked about in music
1: well i think that casey and i have been very lucky to have had a, a unique upbringing well just like yeah in an agricultural community in rural saskatchewan but have also had the opportunity to be in many different parts of the world regularly sure. <clears throat> and to learn about different ways of life and different ways of thinking and, and then to always be able to go back and and compare and it's, it's pretty exciting to be able to live kind of a double life like that. <laughs> I think it's made me love Saskatchewan way more because I, I see what's
0: special about it. For sure, yeah, I guess you spend some time away and you can come back and uh, see things a bit uh, more clearly, I I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So what happens in the second half of this, we do like uh, basically rapid-fire questions. Mm -hmm. So it'll just be kind of a series of quick things, fairly unrelated to kind of music-type stuff. Nice,
1: I love this. I just did one of these with Grant Stovall Ah. about curling. Okay. It was fun.
0: I'll see if I can't work some curling. I know, like, so little about curling. That's okay. I've talked enough
1: about curling today <laughs>
0: for, for a week or two. Yeah. Uh,
1: right off the bat, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. I love them both, though.
0: Yeah, tea's really... <laughs> the caffeine just gets me too, uh, too much, I would say. Coffee.
1: Uh, yeah. I've worked up a pretty
0: rank tolerance for it. <laughs> Uh, cake or pie? Pie. Strong choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite Christmas carol? Because it is Christmassy mm, at the moment. Favorite Christmas carol? Um, or favorite oh version man. we could go with too?
1: I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I want to. I want to get this one right. <laughs> I. You know what? I can't. I just love the like real minor key ones that. Oh yeah. Make you think of like. Some cold church sitting, you know. <laughs> those the somber ones. Those are the ones that I like.
0: <laughs> the sad. Oh, Christmas there's songs. one. Um,
1: uh, there's one I know that the Wattersons recorded. Um, uh, Christmas, t- Christmas is drawing near at hand. I think it's. it's I think it's <laughs> called. That's that's my favorite one. Okay. And I think I got the title wrong, but. <laughs> people will find it's it. it's on the Wattersons' debut
0: lp okay i think all debut lps should have a christmas song on them
2: yeah
1: well that one is a it's a calendar it's a it's like <laughs> okay. a song for yeah. each season which sounds kind of lame but they it certainly isn't when the Wattersons are doing it <laughs> uh what's the last thing you ate the last thing I ate was a honey cruller from Tim Hortons. Okay. <laughs> the only
0: good donut at Tim Hortons. Uh, oh, I like them all, but.
1: Okay. That, that's my favorite one.
0: <laughs> uh, radio or podcasts?
1: Um, I like radio. I like them both, but I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit disorganized with the whole podcast thing. I I feel uh, you. CBC Radio One. I can just turn the power on on my car radio
0: yeah is that like uh, when you guys are kind of in the van so to speak throw on CBC I
1: rarely that's when I'm home or driving alone usually in the van we have far too much to talk about (laughs) and usually play music and that sort of thing for sure Uh, first car you've ever had first car I had was a Buick Roadmaster 1992 buick roadmaster roadmaster never heard of this oh yeah Uh, gene clark's got a great song a great album called roadmaster where he's standing in front of a buick roadmaster (laughs) but my grandpa was really really into them and he would just buy them and give them to different family members they're great cars (laughs) uh weirdest job you've ever had Weirdest job I've ever had. Well, I'm presently a skip the dishes driver. Oh, okay. Uh, when I ha- when I'm when we're not touring yeah, yeah. for long stretches of time. That's a pretty strange job. Very like modern world kind mm-hmm. of job.
0: Yeah, it seems I-, I couldn't imagine doing stuff like that or being like an Uber driver, I feel like would be I mean it's just a taxi, I guess, but
1: Oh yeah, I could I couldn't be an Uber driver because I mean with the food it's just it's so easy. You just <laughs> drive around and drop things off and pick things up.
0: Yeah. I don't know too, um, for myself, I love driving. love just kind of driving around, with nothing to do. Um, Me too. I feel like that would be a great job for that.
1: It is. But you don't really make any money and you wear your car out. Like Right. I made such little money and spent so much money fixing my car. This summer, when I w- was doing that yeah. a lot, I almost think it might be better to just not do it. Yeah.
0: Skip the Dishes feels pretty good about it,
1: though. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I don't know. It might be okay to do. I We'll see. When the touring slows <laughs> down and I start
0: to run out of money again, then yeah. we'll see how she, see how she goes. goes. <laughs> uh, best, uh, best pit stop on tour? Ooh, the donut mill. Okay Between uh, Calgary and Edmonton I think uh, Close Talker last week
1: also said Donut Mill That or the the, uh, Czech stop Spelled like Czech Republic (laughs) Czech And that's between uh, It's in Texas Okay Kind of similar to the Donut Mill Like a real (laughs) highway sensation But their thing is like uh, Czech sausage buns Huh That's a real favorite.
0: (laughs) What is a Czech sausage? Well,
1: they're called kolaches. Okay. And they're not just sausage, but they're like these pastries with cheese and sausage, or like dessert filling. Okay, good stuff.
0: Uh, If you could open for any band, who would you open for? Well, it's always the
1: Sadies, and we have, but they're still our biggest heroes. I saw them play
0: at Ness Creek. Actually, the first time I saw them. Me too. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, I remember one of them um, going to take a guitar solo, and the one guy picking, and the other guy coming up oh, behind yeah, him and playing the notes. They do that every show. <laughs> They're good at it. Yeah, They've it's had some uh, practice. It is pretty stunning when you see that, and you're like, 15 years old. Yeah, I'll say a uh, fantasy show lineup so if you could pick any band make a show lineup give yourself a comp ticket to it hmm like present day ah uh, you know we'll do past present and future
1: <laughs> hmm well i i some of the like the the english folk scene that was happening in the mid 60s that's kind of the the shows that I wish I could have seen where like you know Davy Graham uh Sandy Denny, Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee like there'd be like five people on it at, yeah, yeah. at one t- you know w- in one evening in some yeah. basement those are the <laughs> kind of bills that I often fantasize about having seen, yeah, for sure, or any of the any of the like Bill Graham. Uh, Fillmore stuff that was happening where they would get old folk and blues musicians together with, you know, like Captain Beefheart and also the Sir Douglas Quintet. Just the kind of random...
0: Yeah. Just a little bit of everything, kind of. Yeah. Favorite season of the year? Ooh, I think fall. Fall yeah (laughs) yeah uh, it is worth mentioning this is like the worst snowstorm we've had for most of this winter it's not crazy bad but there's like a lot of snow out there right now so uh fall is a better choice than winter (laughs) yeah uh video games versus board games versus sports Oh, I'm a board games guy. Okay, what do you? What kind of things you play? Oh, I,
1: I guess I shouldn't say that. There's lots of people that lo- that are obsessed with board. I just like, you know, like Scattergories and oh, Monopoly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of a pretty basic uh, board games fellow. More than curling? I oh, that's true. I do like <laughs> curling. Uh, Crokinole. That's kind of like a good. Uh, <laughs> Hybrid of of all of the things I like. Yeah,
0: big, uh, strong tradition in my family of Crokinole every Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh,
1: wow. Sounds like you got a good scene going on there in
0: North (laughs) Battleford. Yeah, the kind of Polish Canadian North Battleford scene. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is there an album that spurred your love of music?
1: Yeah, uh, the band's Brown album was definitely the start of my sort of. Obsession. I mean, i it's probably started earlier, but that's what really hooked me in uh, the idea of making albums and for sure playing as a band and all that
0: uh, how did How did you listen to stuff like that when you kind of first started listening to music? Like was it like thrown on a CD or like iPod playlist kind of deal or
1: kind of all, all, everything you know we i I don't know how old you are, but I imagine probably close to my Man, age twenty. 20- I was gonna say 23 I'm 24 24 okay well I'm 25 so we came in at the good time for yeah. like you know tape CDs iPods and vinyl was yeah you could it. get it all <laughs> yeah so I started out buying CDs and then I got an iPod and then I started buying records so yeah it, it was all I think the band that album was the first LP that I ever
0: bought okay uh Candy or chips? Ooh, chips. Do you have like a favorite flavor of chip?
1: Yeah, those uh, Tiarls from England. They're like oh yeah, cider vinegar and salt or whatever. Yeah, those are my my chips of choice.
0: It's so the last question on the uh, rapid fire stuff. Do you have any uh, local recommendations, bands from uh, Saskatoon or surrounding area that? Uh, you yeah, a name drop.
1: I uh, I really love a band from Saskatoon, Ride Till Dawn. They they play in Edmonton from time to time. Okay. Um I got to help them record their last album, which I think is just about to come out. They're uh yeah, great. Great friends of mine, but I also just like a, I love their style. They're a very uh, classic Saskatoon group
0: of guys uh kind of tangent at this point but what is a classic saskatoon group of guys well i don't really know
1: because i <laughs> well you know i moved saskatoon i is kind of my home city yeah you could say. And i think uh what is a classic saskatoon i don't know i probably am one now so that's <laughs> why i can't i think i've just absorbed it all and i can't tell what makes it but i think you know getting together and i don't know drinking original 16 beer (laughs) and going for pizza at aromas on wednesday nights like i don't really know yeah just i i'm too i'm too much in the middle of it to to answer that
0: yeah, I think, too, I mean, when you think about those kinds of scenes, people um, describe them after they happen. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think it, uh, yeah, it's hard to kind of define something because it's so broad.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot of time it's just kind of like invented. Right. Like my ideas of what Saskatoon is are just kind of my own feelings projected onto the city <laughs> right for the most part I think
0: yeah no that makes sense uh that brings us to uh the end of the old interview here uh normally wrap things up by playing a track of your guys's um what would you want to play oh hmm for my new album yeah
1: we were just talking about Saskatoon uh the South Saskatchewan River on our right. New album is kind of written about Saskatoon. That'd be a good one. Or uh, in a time of doubt. I think that's my favorite song on the, on the new album. That'd Perfect. be a good one.
0: Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's go with that one then. Uh, well, thanks so uh, thanks so much for taking some time pre show here to sit down. Uh, have a good show. <laughs> thanks, Sean And uh, yeah, this is uh, in a time of doubt. In a time of doubt. Perfect. Enjoy.
2: In a childish time and took me to steal my shaking. And you became all I could live without Then you cut me off, now my veins are aching You walk through this world like you've been here before You're all sudden and I'm never sure Satisfied you.
0: Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Sean Newton. The featured track was played with permission from Casey and Clayton. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.